Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, and whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. Hello and welcome. Today what I wanted to talk about was whether or not Catholicism and libertarianism is compatible, i.e. can you be a Catholic and also be a libertarian and be consistent with yourself? Obviously you could be both, but is one really incompatible with the other? Now, commonly, I've noticed that a lot of, uh, particularly conservative Catholics, Orthodox Catholics, they would, they would say, no, you cannot be both. They're not compatible. And in a nutshell, he, nutshell, here's how it runs out. They would say that Catholics in general are socially conservative and economically liberal. So they would be conservative in the sense of they're against abortion, they're against same-sex marriage, uh, those cultural issues, they're conservative about those social issues. Yet Catholics are also, according to this line of thought, economically liberal, like they're going to support things like government programs to help the poor, to, to uh, health care, things like Obamacare, things of that nature. And so that's Catholics are supposed to be like that. Libertarians, their, their common description is literally the opposite that they consider, supposedly, they consider themselves to be socially liberal and economically conservative. So they support things like same-sex marriage, they support abortion, things of that nature, and yet they are opposed to, excuse me, big government programs, so they're going to be economically more conservative. They're going to be against the debt. They're going to be against a lot of government programs. So in that sense, it looks like the two are incompatible. In fact, it looks like the two are exact opposites. But I would say there's, there's some problems with this. I think the, this analysis, fundamentally, the problem is on both sides. It's both misunderstanding uh, what it means to be Catholic as far as when it comes politically and also misunderstanding what it means to be libertarian politically. And I've come to this conclusion over a long time of thinking myself. When I was younger, uh, I grew up, you know, I basically, by the time I was high school, I considered myself conservative and I considered myself a Republican. And I did this not without a lot of thought, just because that's kind of how I, my family was, and that's how people around me were. So I just decided, okay, that's what I am. And so I accepted everything that Republicans accepted without question. So for example, I was pro-military. I was pro-intervention uh, uh, in, uh, in different um, foreign affairs, like the, the Iraqi war, the first Iraqi war. I, of course, I was for that. I was very much for the police and, and thought they could do no wrong. I was very patriotic in the sense that I always supported anything the country did, the United States did, no matter what. I was also against big government. I was against uh, things like abortion. Uh, th back then, there wasn't really any discussion of same-sex marriage, but I was against anything that was socially liberal. And that's basically who I was. However, what happened was, is over time, I started to change my thinking a little bit. It really started when I got very involved with the pro-life movement. And in fact, I got involved with the rescue movement. And for those who don't really know what the rescue movement is, it was people who would uh, block the doors to abortion clinics uh, nonviolently so that women could not go in and kill their babies via abortion. And so I did this for, for a while uh, during college, right after college, and I was arrested a number of times for it. And what it started changing in my mind was I started to see certain certain segments of government authority, particularly judges, the justice system, uh, the police, I saw how they reacted to this and how really there's a lot of corruption and a lot of problems in that. And as a conservative, this kind of blew my mind a little bit because in my mind, 
you couldn't question the criminal justice system. You couldn't question the police or anything like that. Yet I saw them do things that were wrong, that were immoral. I saw them support things that were very immoral. I remember a judge one time told us when he was sentencing us that we may very well one day look upon abortion as we do the Nazis, yet I'm still going to sentence you and find you guilty. So here's somebody basically admitting that maybe abortion is as horrific as what the Nazis did, but I don't care. I'm just going to do what I'm told. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to enforce the law as I see it. And so that got me questioning somewhat uh, the, 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 the whole fundamental premise of government authority and the idea that we have to basically support the government in everything. Now, noted, I was always very much for limited government. But this is something else that I started to see. I saw, started to see how conservatives, conservatives, those who call themselves conservative, particularly hardcore Republicans, they're not really for limited government. They're simply for limiting the government and doing the things they don't want them to do, but they're very much big government when it comes to things they want to do. And they're not very much uh, truly against the idea of government solving problems. In fact, they assume that government is the solution to many problems, just as much as liberals do. In a sense, both sides, liberal and conservative, are progressive in that sense. They believe in government solutions to these problems. And I also saw another problem I had with conservatives, but particularly the, the GOP with the Republican Party, is that I was very much strenuously against abortion. And yet I saw that the, the conservative way of solving this problem was to basically campaign on it every four years, every two years when you're running for office, make a big deal about it, and then literally do nothing once you got into office. Because the fact is, is that Republicans have been in office, in charge of the presidency and both houses of, con con uh, sorry, both houses of Congress for a lot of years over the past 30 years. I mean, obviously during the, the Bush uh, W's administration, now with Trump, and yet nothing was really done to limit or stop abortion on demand. And so I, I didn't really feel like the, that my pro-life stance was really being uh, supported in the Republican Party. And then finally, I, I saw the Iraqi war, the second Iraqi war in the um, early 2000s. I thought that was a travesty. I thought that was just something that was awful and that could not be supported. And yet, obviously, Republicans support it because a Republican president started it. And there was no real challenge to Bush at that time against him. Now, a lot of people in hindsight say, yeah, we think that was a mistake. Things were wrong with that. In fact, it's one of the things I liked about uh, Trump. One of the few things I liked about Trump during the primaries, during the election, was that he was against, he came out and said he was against the Iraqi war invasion, which I think opened up for a lot of Republicans to say, okay, now it's okay to say we're against it. But I was against it from the beginning. So essentially, I found myself without a home without a, a political home. I didn't like the Democrats for obvious reasons. They were big government, they were big you know, abortion, all those things. But the Republicans didn't really satisfy me either. And so I felt like I was a, a person without a political home. And as a Catholic, I had bought the line that you couldn't be libertarian because my idea of libertarian was simply, okay, they're socially uh, liberal and economically conservative. And to me, that wasn't really something I was interested in. But where I started to change my opinion was when I got very involved in, in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and Dash and cryptocurrencies like that. This was probably about five years ago. 
And in my interactions with the other people who were involved in cryptocurrency, I found a lot of them were libertarians. And a lot of them were practicing libertarians. They weren't necessarily members of the Libertarian Party. I'll talk about that party in a minute. They were simply libertarians in their life. A lot of them even were anarchists. They, they didn't believe in any government. But in general, most of them found they, they were libertarians. That's why they were attracted to Bitcoin. Here was a currency that wasn't backed by the government, wasn't propped up is a better term, by the government. And in my interactions with a lot of these libertarians, I found that my conception of what libertarianism is was very wrong, that I didn't really understand what it was. In fact, libertarianism, when it comes down to it, is a very simple uh, philosophy, a very simple way of looking at things. And essentially, the number one thing about libertarianism is they don't believe in initiating force to make something happen, to make their political goals happen. So they don't believe that anybody should be forced to do something against their will by point a gun or by the threat of a gun. And essentially, if you think about it, almost every government action is exactly done by force or threat of force. Think about it. If you don't do something, uh, like for example, pay your taxes, what's going to happen? You're going to be thrown into jail. They'll come after you probably with guns and they're going to throw you into jail. If you don't obey every single law and you get caught, you will get you you know you'll get forced to do it. Otherwise, you'll go to jail. And so these are you know basically that's one of the main reasons they're against uh, a lot of government action. Now there's a, a broad range of libertarians I'll talk about in a minute, but in general, in essence, that's all it's saying. But here's what I found, is they were completely fine with voluntary efforts to make people change their behavior. See, I thought all libertarians were basically a bunch of um, libertines, libertines in the sense that they thought everybody should just be as what we would call immoral as they want. They could live any way they want, and nobody should ever bother them about that. But that's not really what it is. What they're saying is the government in general shouldn't be forcing people to live a certain way. But they have no problem, a true libertarian, with, for example, the church telling people how they should live. Because the church is a voluntary organization. If you don't want to be a member of the Catholic Church, you just leave. If you don't want to be, though, a member of the United States of America and, part of, and under the government, you can't leave. You're forced into it. Or if you don't want to be a member, let's use an example that's more clear, like Saudi Arabia. You can't really just leave and no longer be bound by them. I mean, if you leave, basically, you're no longer have any of the benefits of being, a, you're no longer a Saudi citizen. So the point is, is that libertarians don't have a problem with voluntary organizations, you know, like the church, like private organizations, maybe a business or something like that, trying to push people a certain way to live a certain way and saying, hey, this is what I think is the best way to live. This is the way I think would bring you the most happiness, is to live like this. And that's basically what the church is saying. And so a libertarian would have no problem with that. They just don't think that, mo in most cases, that it should be forced upon by, by the point of, a, of a, a policeman's gun or a military's gun. And so I would say that Catholics can be libertarian. Now, uh, let me give a few qualifications for that. Number one is, and I talked about this in my last podcast, there is no one political view that is, can be called Catholic. People like to say, like, oh, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican, I'm Catholic. Well, the fact of the matter is you can be Republican and be Catholic. There's nothing like saying that you can't do that. You can even be a Democrat and be Catholic. Now, I think you, it's a lot more problematic. Frankly, I think it's problematic for both for a lot of reasons. But just being a Democrat, being Republican, doesn't mean, for example, you endorse every single thing on those, plat those party platforms. 
And so you can be a Catholic and be one of those things because the, the, the church doesn't say you have to be a certain political view, have certain political views. What the church gives is principles to live by. It says that you can, you, you, you have to, for example, care for the poor. You have to, for example, uh, care for the common good. You have to, you know, you have to support that. You have to care for the environment. You have to uh, care for people, for the sick and those who are elderly, those who need medical attention. Those are principles that we live by. How best to do that is up to Catholics using their reason to determine. And so, for example, I've talked about this the last time, but I'll, I'll bring, briefly bring it up again. We're, we're called, we are demanded by our Lord to care for the poor. Well, how is the best way to do that? Is it through government welfare programs? Or is it through charitable organization? Or is it through businesses? That's for people to, to, to determine on their own. And they do that through research, through study, and through using their reason. And so a libertarian who says, oh, no, it's not the government's place to care for the poor. That actually hurts the poor. Welfare programs hurt the poor. And, but we think the best way to help the poor is through charities and maybe through business, things of that nature, that's completely compatible with Catholicism. And you could go down the line the various different things that are, that the various principles that the church gives, and you can say, yes, Catholics can't, I'm sorry, libertarians do support that. For example, the, the common good, this idea of the common good, this is a very common objection to being a libertarian from some Catholics is it doesn't support the common good. It only cares about the individual. That's not the case, though. The fact is one of the reasons that libertarians give so much authority to the individual is because they think that's what's best for the common good. That by each of us trying to live our lives without the government telling us what to do, we actually are supporting the common good. And again, it's not saying that individuals shouldn't help others. In fact, quite the contrary. That the way that we support the common good is by individuals supporting other individuals or even voluntary groups supporting individuals. So if there's somebody in our community who is in need, who is poor, who is sick or whatever, what's up to us, voluntary organizations such as the church, to step in? In fact, I would say the growth of the government moving into all these areas of assisting others, assisting the poor, assisting the needy, assisting the sick, has actually driven out many of these charitable organizations, like the church, or the church has become an arm of the political government. And so these things actually have made it harmful. So you, you can't say that a libertarian is against the common good, that he doesn't want the common good to be supported and, 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 and grown. And so really what I would say, and like I said, you could say this about other things as well, like supporting uh, the poor, things of that nature. But one thing I would say very adamantly is that at core, libertarianism is compatible with the human, well, I'm sorry, with the Catholic view of the human person. Because the Catholic view of the human person is that we have free will, free, free will, free will, that we can determine we can make choices in our lives. These choices may be good. These choices may be bad. But we have the free will to do that. And it goes against the idea of forcing people to do things against their will. So, for example, if an individual doesn't want to help the poor, the government says, no, you're going to have to through your taxes. But actually, the Catholic view of the human person is they are free to do that. They are free to make that choice. And in fact, forcing somebody to help the poor there's no, there's no charity there. There's nothing good for the person. The, the person gets no good out of that. But charitably choosing to help the poor, that's where we're going to receive graces. That's where we're going to grow in virtue. And that's where we're going to grow in our gospel values. 
And so libertarianism accepts all this as, as a possibility that you can, you can live like that. You can help the poor. You can help others. And also, but another thing I want to mention about libertarianism that is a common objection is how it exalts the individual. And that Catholics should not exalt the individual. They ex should exalt the community. Now, I would say that's a... That's a that, there, there are problems with that. First of all, I don't think libertarianism is all about simply the individual. Excuse me. I think it also can, it is saying the individual is the, the means by which these, the community is helped. Because it's individuals who come together who form the community. And so you can't say something is a community. It's not a nebulous, it, you know, saying the community is a nebulous thing. Because the community is made up of individuals. I would also say that you know, sometimes the criticism against libertarianism is it doesn't really support the family. And I would say that's not really true either because if we enacted many libertarian principles, like for example, we reduce taxes to almost nothing, that would greatly help families because then they would be able to support their families much better. They'd be able to live in a way that can support their families. They wouldn't have to, a lot of times I've, I've talked to Catholics who have a hard time having more than a couple kids because of it's difficult financially. Well, without taxes or with very few taxes, those things could, could gather and support the family. And so I would say that we're not trying, to, you know, libertarianism isn't trying to say we're against, fa we're against families. It's saying the government shouldn't be propping up families. The government shouldn't be uh, the, 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 the line of first resort for them. And then there's a couple other things. I mean, here's an example of something that is completely not even included in the debate between conservatives and liberals, between Republicans and, and um, Democrats, is the Fed, the role of the Fed, the role of the Fed in, in creating money, in managing money, in managing interest rates in our, in our country, and how much that harms the poor. One thing I realized when I really got into cryptocurrencies is how much the poor are hurt by our current monetary policies. Because our monetary policies keep uh, interest rates so low that it harms savers, that it penalizes savers, those who, who save their money for the future. So for example, let's say you're a working stiff who works his whole life for, and he's trying to save up for retirement, and he saves his money in the bank. Well, by the time he retires, he can't retire because his money is worthless now because the rate of inflation is actually greater than interest rates that he's getting on that money. And so this centralized money is actually harming the poor, but you never hear a conservative talk about that. You never hear a liberal talk about that. But here's an example where something that the church is telling us we should do, we should help the poor. A great way to help the poor would be to stop having centralized money, stop having money that's inflated, and so the value of our dollar tomorrow is worth less than our value of our dollar today. By doing that, we're harming the poor. And so really to help the poor, one of the things we need to do is to abolish the Fed, frankly, and to give ourselves sound money, whether it be gold, whether it be cryptocurrency, whatever the case may be, but money that can't be inflated and devalued by the government. And here's a cause that libertarians support very much, and yet you don't hear anybody in the church talk about this as an important issue. Now, I want to bring up one major objection that I know a lot of people hear will say, and that is the issue of abortion. Obviously, I'm very pro-life. I think abortion should be illegal. I think uh, any time you, you stop uh, the development of a child in the womb, that is murder. And so many libertarians, many people who claim they're libertarian, would say that they're pro-choice. They would say, in fact, if you look at the uh, platform of the Libertarian Party, I believe that they basically say that it's not the government's business to, to be involved in this. 
I would say that's the, the, the fact is you can be libertarian and be pro-life. In fact, the most famous libertarian in, in the country today, Ron Paul, he is very pro-life and he's very much against abortion. And other uh, prominent libertarians such as Thomas Woods or Judge Natalapon, oh my gosh, I can't even pronounce it, you know, the, the famous judge on Fox News, they're both pro-life as well. And that's because, remember, the, the key point is you cannot, uh, of libertarianism, you cannot use force against another person in order to get what you want. Well, if there's one thing that abortion is, it's using force against another person to get what you want. It's the mother and perhaps the father using force against the, the child, this separate person, in order to get what they want. So a true libertarian position would be very much pro-life. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of libertarian, uh, pro-life libertarians, and I think a lot of them are actually working towards changing the libertarian party to, not, to, to, to be more explicitly pro-life. Now, another thing I wanted to mention is there are different levels, there's different types of libertarians. There's minarchists, which is basically what I am, which means there's, there is a role for the government, but it's very minimal. There's also anar uh, anarchists, those who basically there should be no uh, government. I don't really subscribe to that. I do think there is a role for government, but it's not as crazy as it sounds. When we hear anarchy, often we just think automatically, okay, those people are just crazy and they want like a Mad Max world, and that's not really what it is. But at the same time, I'm not an anarchist. I'm, I'm a minarchist. Another point I wanted to bring up was, the, the point of that was just that there's different types of libertarians. So if you say you're libertarian, that doesn't really always narrow down exactly all your, your positions. Another point I want to bring, which is kind of the elephant in the room, which is the libertarian party. Now, traditionally, over the past maybe 20, 30 years, the libertarian party has been a mess. It's not really libertarian even. They have run out candidates like Gary Johnson, Bob Barr, and they're considering now Bill Weld in 2020 who are this description of socially liberal and economically conservative. They're not, but they're not really libertarians because, for example, Gary Johnson, he's one who thinks that, you know, he thought that uh, we should force uh, Christians to bake the cake for gay marriages, which is a completely anti-libertarian view. And that's the point of the libertarians is they're not going to tell you how to live your life, but they're not also going to force you to live the way they want you to. So, for example, they're not going to force you to bake a cake for a gay marriage. But some in the Libertarian Party did. Now, the good news is, I think, I personally, I think the Libertarian Party is starting to move in the right direction. Because there's, like, for example, there's a caucus in the Libertarian, in the libertarian Party called the Mises Caucus. And it's working towards true libertarian values. In fact, recently, Tom Woods, who's a very prominent um, Catholic libertarian, I would recommend him highly, he talks about... He has actually recently joined the Libertarian Party, and there's a number of other prominent libertarians, true libertarians, lowercase libertarians, lowercase l libertarians, who have joined the Libertarian Party in effort to, I think, make it more libertarian. So I'm excited about that development. I'm hoping the Libertarian Party becomes a true libertarian party and is a option, a third, a, a legitimate third option to the Republicans and the Democrats. So basically, I'm just going to conclude by saying I'm libertarian and I'm Catholic. For a long time, I've been kind of embarrassed or shy about saying that I'm libertarian because I didn't want all the baggage that comes with the label, all the misunderstandings that come with the label. But ultimately, that's the, the best way I can describe myself is as a libertarian because I'm a minarchist. Obviously, I have very conservative values, uh, for example, being against um, uh, abortion, thinking abortion, thinking that same-sex marriage isn't really marriage. I mean, go through my podcast, my writings, you'll see where I really stand on these things. But I think ultimately, though, I think the best political strategy today 
And that's how I look at it. The best political strategy today is to basically starve the beast, the beast being the government. I think that will help us in a lot of ways if we, if we starve the beast and we basically minimize the role of the federal government particularly, state governments as well, and local governments not as a little bit, um, maybe not as much, but them as well. I mean, every level of government I think is bloated. And I would like to see, though, the, the higher the level of government is, the more it starves. So the federal government, the most of all of them. And so if you feel like this is kind of uh, what you think as well, don't be embarrassed to say you're libertarian, even though there will be Catholics who just throw at you, oh, you're going against Catholic social teaching, you're going against what the church teaches, you're going against the bishops, you're going against the USCCB, you're going against the Pope, whatever the case may be. You're not. You're not going against what the Catholic Church actually teaches, what Catholicism teaches. You can be libertarian and you can be Catholic. Okay, well, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.